Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletters that we send out during the week. And we will also give you our fun four ingredients for our free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And on Facebook slash our fantasy football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. Don't tune in this Saturday though, because we're not going to be there because it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas we will be Eve. doing our uh holiday celebrations with family. So we will not be on Sirius XM, but we will be back the week after. Um, you can listen to us then. We will have a show next week, and then we'll close out the week after that. Um, for the season um, and just join once in a while during during the off season. Uh, week 16, ladies, it's championship week. Are we in any championships? Brandon, start off with you. Yes, I am in three, four, three. 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 I think. Sorry, you guys, I'm so tired. Yes, Wait, I'm in one Dynasty League championship that I should win. I won the regular season, so I already won 300 bucks. But there's 700 bucks on the line this week. And last Woo! week, I was I was only ahead by eight points. He had Kirk Cousins, I had Ted Ginn. And I was like, uh-oh. It was amazing. I ended up winning by like 12 points. I was like, no way. It was crazy. So um, I was very I scared. The best. But uh, yeah, because he had Devontae Freeman. So I was like, it's over. You know, it's over for me. Um, but I made it. And then uh, in a uh, Fantasy Sports Writers Association uh, league and then in a Friends League. So I only, I only made it to three this year. But hopefully I can win them. Yes. Nice. Yes. Ashley and I are repeating our championship in our Brad Evans from Yahoo League. Uh, number one, two punch here. I won last year, but Ashley's team this year is much improved. Sister showdown. She too has Devontae Freeman. But it's Courtney's misfit team, which naturally means I will lose to a, a bunch of misfits because that's how my life rolls. Mm -hmm. Courtney mm -hmm. is good with her misfits. Mm -hmm. She knows how to They're pick my babies. Them. They're my babies. I do. I just, I love them. I spent, it was an auction draft. I spent all my money on two players. And then I just picked up little people here and there. I did the same. I spent almost all of my money on two and then just picked up others. I got like Matt Ryan for like crazy cheap too. So he was like my steal of that particular draft. Mm, that's a good one. My quarterbacks are Alex Smith and Carson Palmer. So hence why this is my misfit team. That's a misfit. Yeah. I have you Matt Ryan owns, and Sam Bradford. You know who owns Robert Turbin? This girl. No way. This girl. Did you yes, I do. Robert Turbin? No. I have Turbin in my lineup right here. Right here. I'm the one. I'm the one. Nothing this week. Oh, yeah. man. He's going to dominate. Did you play well, him last week? You know week? what? I did not play him last week. I actually only good week. for AP. That's not his only good week. You played AP? Well, I guess, well. Yeah. It's my misfit team. Misfit it, was, team it, was, sure. it was between him, Turban, or Duke Johnson. So I thought, throw it up. It doesn't matter. This, this is my, like, give me spot. And I just threw it up in the air, put AP in. No big deal. He did not lose me the game. 
Thank God with this point eight points. Yeah, like didn't didn't do anything for you either. Yeah, he didn't win it either. Yeah, dang. No, he did not. No, he did not. But that's why I have my other misfits who do just fine. My Pierre Garcons, my Richard Matthews, my Ryan Matthews. It's all good. Gillisley. Well, Ashley just, has Gillisley. I have Gillisley. Actually, mm -hmm. yes. I have Tevin Coleman, Devonte Freeman, Tyree Kill, Gillisley, Matt Ryan. Uh, who else do I have another? Antonio one? Gates, Antonio Brown. No, yes, Deshaun Antonio Jackson, Brown, Antonio Gates, Deshaun Jackson. So I have like a legit team. I was like first for weeks, and then my team like took a little nap for a couple weeks, and then now they're now they're <laughs> back. Uh, and then I'm I'm in the championship for Blog Talk expert. Blog Talk Radio Expert League as well, so which I've been dominating all year, which of course means I will get second because that is how it works. When you are dominating all yeah. year, you never win Same the here, championship, yeah. and it is so frustrating. This yep, is the year, I am this in is our, the year we're going to turn around. I'm mm -hmm. in our Sirius XM Dynasty Championship, and I too only lost one game all season, so probably going to be two come next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the cookie crumbles. That's how the cookie yeah. crumbles. You know, you just you just never know because that one jerk like Turban comes in and completely ruins your plan. So we'll go ahead and get into these games for you guys so you can set your lineups in your championship, leading into your championship if you have a championship in week 17 or you just don't want to take last place. Hopefully we will set you up for success here. Lots of games on Christmas Eve, Saturday, so make sure your lineup is set, okay? Just letting you know, we do have one game on Thursday night. It's the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles. Odell Beckham Jr. is the only must-start on this team. That's how it's been all season. Two touchdowns when he played against Philly in Week 9. He is our number one ranked wide receiver. Uh, they are also our number five ranked defense. Guys, New York Giants. Tough Damn. defense. If they so, go into the playoffs, if they do anything, it's because of their defense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're doing the Denver Broncos role. They're legit. Yeah. And Except their OBJ is a lot better than our OBJ. Right. Or lack of one. Right. That's exactly what we have going wrong in Denver. Um, <laughs> actually, so we have no one that can run, but neither do they. Yeah, we have pl so. plenty of Rashad Jennings in our lives. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of yeah. Rashad Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want 16 points max from your quarterback? I got a guy for you. His name's Eli Manning. <laughs> Um, uh, over the Eagles' last four games, Joe Flacco, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, and Aaron Rodgers have all thrown two touchdowns. Dalton and Rodgers also threw for over 300 yards and zero interceptions. The other two, not so much. But the point is, here's the problem. Eli has thrown over 300 yards, um, has yet to throw for over 300 yards since week four. Hot. Also... He actually threw for 403 yards versus Baltimore. In fact, in three, so that's the only game he had over 300 yards. He went to 403. Okay. Other than that, no go. In fact, three of his four, uh, of his last four games, he's gone for under 200 passing Oof. yards. He's a Brady day. Super mediocre as a fantasy <laughs> option. I ranked him 20, which may be harsh, but I think that's reality. It's reality. 
Sterling Shepard is a dart throw that I can get behind. The last time they faced the Eagles, he caught three passes for 50 yards and a touchdown. But again, it's a dart throw. That's kind of the max you can ask. I don't like anyone else for your championship. Paul Perkins' role might be extended now. There are beat writers talking about it now that Shane Vereen is officially on IR because he retore his triceps. Oof. He, he was rushed back too quickly. Ben McAdoo making so many bad coaching decisions. They're going to get in the playoffs because of their defense. And they don't deserve it. Same with you, Miami. I'm looking at you, Miami. His worst decision, though, is his haircut. And the hair face <laughs> And thing. the facial hair. Yeah, that's too much. Uh, he is He's only 39. I know. We've discussed this, and it blows my mind every time I watch. I'm just like, no way. No way. I know it's so nuts. Anyway, um, listen, I, you know, I, even if he does, he isn't going to do much with it. He had 15 carries for 45 yards in week 14, 11 carries for 56 yards in week 15, no rushing touchdowns on the season. You just can't. It's championship week. Jennings has gone over 10 fantasy points in standard scoring once in the last four games. Victor Cruz has one catch in each of his last five games and will tie Jarrell Adams hybrid tight end thing. I mean, gross. Philly gives up the second fewest points to tight ends anyway don't do it don't do it oh for philly so this is just a tough matchup for the whole team as we yeah. mentioned earlier the giants defense is much improved um especially in this latter part of the season um but you can play sackerts all right we have him ranked seventh he has the best matchup on the team actually and obviously he has upside for a tight end they are tight ends so you know it's a waste of time even talking about them but He's the one that's for sure can be in your lineup. As for more of my sleepers, Dar Darren Sproles will be back this week after missing last week's game with a concussion. He had double-digit fantasy points the two weeks before in standard league. So in DPPR leagues, I am totally okay with him in your lineup. Ryan Matthews, listen, if he can get 128 yards rushing with a touchdown and a two-point conversion against the Ravens, who talk about tough rush defense, then I think he can do something against the Giants. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Giants defense can stop the run, but I think Matthews will get his usual touchdown, mm -hmm. maybe another 30 yards. So that's 10 fantasy points for you with um, with possibly a reception in PPR. So I, I'm okay with you playing Ryan Matthews as well. As far, far as Jordan Matthews, he's still listed as questionable. It's a short week. I don't like that with his injury. Not only that, but he hasn't had double-digit fantasy points since week eight. I have him ranked 36. Some people are really high on Jordan Matthews this week. That's fine. I'm not one of those people. I look <laughs> at numbers. This is my championship. I do not want to risk it with a Jordan Matthews. Sorry. Nope. No. He killed me last week. Killed you in a league where I was first. I put him and Sammy Watkins in, and I oh, lost like Sammy three Watkins. points. And oh, that was with having David Johnson and Drew Brees. I'm still mad. I'll never forgive them. Good. Don't do <laughs> never. it. Never. Don't. Don't. They're on the do not draft list anymore, along with DeAndre Hopkins. All right, let's move on to Saturday, <laughs> one o'clock Eastern games. Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. Listen, the Dolphins. Travis Landry. He's starting to come back. He's round, He rounded off my top 30 wide receivers this week. He might have been in the doghouse all season long. I know I've dogged him for forever. He did me dirty last year too, Brandon, if you remember correctly. So he is one of my Jordan Matthews misfits that I cannot get behind. But over the last three weeks, he's done pretty well. He's had over 87. He's had 87 yards 
um, three weeks ago against the Ravens and then over 100 yards the last two weeks against the Cardinals and the Jets. So this is a tough matchup. So I am not like reaching to start him. I'm not going to start him over somebody I have ranked above him. But, you know, he's an okay play in that wide receiver three spot. Kenny Stills is still that deep flyer as always. There's still upside with him, but definitely boomer bust. Jay Ajayi. Oh, uh, he's a hard one for me, right? So tough. In my opinion, he is not a must start this week. It is a good matchup, so I would still put him in as my flex spot. But there are lots of running backs I am playing in front of him in my championship, um, including like a Ryan Matthews. Just saying. Buffalo gives up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. But Ajayi's fantasy points have only gone down since week 12. He hasn't broken 80 yards since week 9. You will need to go with your gut on this one. If you're feeling Ajayi with a good matchup, do it. If you're not, don't do it. Run, run. And I told you Deion, Lewis, Deion Sims, the tight end from Miami, was a sleeper last week. And sure enough, yep. with Morris, the quarterback, he caught all four of his targets for 31 yards and two touchdowns, making him the number one tight end in week 15. Boom. Boom. That was the fourth um, touchdown in four weeks for him. The upside is there. The matchup isn't awful. And we're talking about tight ends, people. So there are worse options out there. I also told you to play the Miami's defense. They were the number one defense last week. Not so confident with them this week. I have them ranked in the um, out of my top 20. So they could still put up points, but they're just not my favorite. And obviously Matt Moore was bomb diggity last week with four touchdowns, but you are not risking your championship on a Matt Off Moore. of 12 completions. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Amazing. Outrageous. Insane. Amazing. The Jets are so bad. <laughs> the Jets are so bad. So good, though. So good. And the Bills. Obviously, LaShawn McCoy is a must-start every week. Gillisley found the end zone again because we weren't talking about it. So he is a start as your flex in the deep leagues. Sammy Watkins did us dirty. Dirty, dirty. dirty. Like, as Brandon really mentioned, dirty. lost her matchup because of him. Ooh. She's not the only one. I too lost my matchup because of him. And it was such That's a good matchup for him. He had yeah. such a good matchup oh. last week. Yeah. yeah. If you guys remember correctly, I was playing to get in the championship against Ashley's husband last week. And yeah, he beat me. I had Sammy Watkins in my lineup. Jerk. Both of them. Anyways. I am putting him back on my bench and I'm okay if he blows up this week. At this point, his ceiling is 11 points. I have him ranked 29th, so if that's good enough for you, then I guess you can start him. Miami gives up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers, but to me, that receiving core is just not to be trusted in Buffalo yet. I told you to play Buffalo's defense last week. They were in the top 10. Um, more will, more, Matt Moore will more than likely not have the game that he had last week. I think he's going to have more than just one turnover this week. I think Buffalo's defense is just fine. And okay, Charles Sims had or Charles Clay had two nice games back to back. If you feel that bad about your starting tight end, then I guess you can start him. But it's scary. But I suppose all the tight ends are scary. New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Ashley, I have absolutely no must starts on this team, which should come as no shock to anybody at this point in time. Now Bryce Petty. He did uh, have x-rays on his chest. He was knocked out of the game. They came back completely fine. He does have a bruised chest, but he is expected to practice 
to be practicing this week as well as playing in the next game. I don't love the matchup. The Patriots are pretty good. They give the 17th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but I feel like they've been getting a little bit better as the season goes on. And when you've got a quarterback like Bryce Petty and a pretty vet defense, they're going to eat him alive. So not a great matchup across the board. So if we look at Matt Forte, we get to our running situation because obviously it's not a great matchup for Bryce Petty, which means I don't really love his wide receivers, which we'll get to in a second. But it's an interesting matchup for the running backs. Matt Forte, he, huh. he if you played him last week, he also did you dirty. Uh, only four carries for 21 yards and one catch for seven. Not great. It was a Bilal Powell field day. Um, and Forte did not practice Wednesday. Clearly, he's still hurt. He has a torn meniscus that he believes he's had all season long. So uh, to me, it's not worth risking playing him. Clearly, he didn't play much. There's a good chance he won't play this week. But that'll be at least the good news for you because we were unsure what to tell you about Blau Powell because allegedly Forte was going to play. So, and then Powell went off. So we're sorry. But the good news is at least if Forte doesn't play, you know that you can play Powell. You know, he had 16 carries for 84 yards, which is already a good game. And then you throw in what he did in the air for 78 yards off 11 catches, which is like mm. money for PPR. That guy blew up if you were in a PPR league. And the Patriots, while not a great matchup, they give the six fewest points of running backs. I think he still could have a good game here because he is dual threat and they're going to need to use him to generate any sort of offense at all for this uh, game. And the Jets tend to always play the Patriots really well. I don't know why it is. Even when the Jets are really, truly horrible, it seems to still be a competitive game. It's interesting. I'm not sure why that is. If you're going to go with any wide receiver, go with Robbie Anderson. He is the guy, as of late, we got a hurt Brandon Marshall who's Bailey has done anything in the last few weeks. He only had one catch last week. The next guy behind Robbie Anderson would be a Nunwa. but Robbie Anderson is the guy. So if you got to make a risk, he's the one to go with. Perfect. Patriots. Oh my. Well, it's kind of the opposite for the Patriots. You can start everyone. Um, Matt Moore completed 12 passes. As I said, four went for touchdowns. So imagine what Tom Brady's going to do. Hey, there he is. I mean, listen, I have him the second quarterback behind Drew Brees. That might change. He might just be number one soon. I'm not going to lie to you. It's crazy. I just am mad that Brees didn't make the Pro Bowl, so he gets to be number one in my book. Fair enough. I love that. We have LeGarrette Blunt at number 10 and Deion Lewis at number 28 and James White at 45. Listen, I'm leaning Blunt over Lewis due to the history and the fact that I think they're going to try to wear down the Jets – uh, defensive line, but Lewis did get 18 carries last week. He went for 95 yards and then two catches for nine yards. Blunt did get 17 carries though for 31 yards and a touchdown. Now we knew that we we're going to run against the Broncos because that's how you play the Broncos. You have to do it that way. So just, it's fine. In the last matchup, Blunt only uh, got 67 yards, but the Jets have gotten a lot worse since then. So I feel fine about it. You always start Guskowski and the Patriots defense is ranked number two. Again, Maybe we should move them up there too. This is really tragic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's literally the Jets are terrible. I just I don't even know what to say. Martellus Bennett's on the injury report, like always. He should play. Uh, Jets give up the eighth most points to opposing tight ends. They're probably a warmish day, but rainy, which could affect whether or not they could catch the ball. But still, PPR leagues. Edelman is a freak. Six or more catches in every game since their week nine bye. Last time he played the Jets, eight catches for eighty three yards. If it's not PPR though, he almost never scores touchdowns i don't know what the deal is uh but there you go poor guy poor guy 
Mm. Malcolm Mitchell uh, had only one catch last week for 14 yards against the Broncos, but not surprised. You can fire him up this week, which, by the way, not my team, but like it's the same thing with Rashard Matthews. Everyone like poo pooed him because he had one bad game against Denver. And I'm like, everyone has a bad everyone game does. against Denver. Yeah. Yeah. He bounced back. What is your problem? Of course he did over 100 yards. I mean, like, what, yeah. what's wrong with people? Uh, and then Chris Hogan, perhaps the sleeper of the week, actually, uh, also only had one catch against the Broncos, but the week before he put up 129 yards and a touchdown. So that's interesting to me and I just want to say Michael Floyd I don't know if you guys saw the TMZ video of him sleeping behind the wheel I didn't see it but I saw this I didn't see it either um alcohol level yeah 0.21 alcohol level which by the way is like jail time mandatory for that state for yeah. the state of Arizona it's really scary so I'm not driving I'm not playing him it's, it's not no so sad. Oh, also, speaking of illegal issues, Aaron Hernandez has now been identified uh, by a witness for a drive-by shooting. And yes, Casey Anthony's lawyer is still his lawyer, and it just keeps getting freaky. <laughs> I wonder how many men he's going to kill in jail, too. Right? Because he I obviously tried. sick. Yeah. He's really sick. So yeah. super sad. Super sad. All right, well, let's turn to the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, they're super sad, too. So DeMarco Murray's Different kind start. of sick. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> now, but DeMarco Murray owners are frustrated, and I get it. I am a DeMarco Murray owner. He's doing so well, right? So you have no reason to be completely frustrated. He's still at 89 yards, but now, and, and five catches for 52, his touchdowns are continuing to get vultured by Derek Henry. Get him out. I, I told, I said this for a couple of weeks now that they have increased the play of Derek Henry. Uh, but you still played DeMarco Murray. He is still a must He still is getting you over 100 total purpose yards. There's nothing to be upset about other than he could be blowing up for you if these touchdowns weren't made vultured. But either way, you're still playing him. It's a good matchup. Jacksonville gives up the 15th fewest fantasy points, which basically means they're just a middle-of-the-pack defense with nothing for you to be concerned about matchup-wise. And again, DeMarco Murray is someone that you you don't really look at matchups. You're just playing him every single week. Now, as Brandon just said, Richard Matthews, people were freaking out because mm. he didn't do well against the Broncos. Nobody does well against the Broncos and then he bounces back no problem over a hundred yards off 10 targets again the 10 targets is key we want to see not just three targets with a hundred yards we want to see that the production is there in a consistent fashion which is exactly what we're saying with the 10 targets not a great matchup in theory on paper but I think you'll be able to do just fine against Jacksonville you're playing Richard Matthews no problem Delaney Walker little up and down. He had six catches for 55 yards. You're hoping for a little bit more than that. But at the end of the day, you don't have a better tight end option out on waivers. You're playing Delaney Walker. Just accept it, put him in your lineup, and move forward. Now, Derrick Henry, again, we just discussed this. He is a sleeper. You can play him. You can play him in a flex. He rushed nine times for 58 yards, and he had two touchdowns. He has been vulturing touchdowns for weeks now. He is somebody that you can put in as a flex. You can do this. Again, it's a decent matchup, and I guess I think they're going to continue. I think he'll probably get another touchdown this week, so you should be safe for at least seven points there. Oh, he so was annoying. the highest-scoring player on the team last week, which is interesting. The highest, the absolute highest-scoring player. Well, Very two touchdowns will do that for him. <laughs> yeah, but in theory, well, again, I shouldn't. it's against the Broncos, right? So it shouldn't have, but Mariota didn't do great. He's had two bad weeks in a row, and Jacksonville is fairly 
interesting matchup. I don't want you playing Marcus Mariota this week. Obviously, if you're in a two-quarterback league, you're going to do so. But don't try to get cute and put him in over another starting quarterback. Just don't do it. It's not the week for it. Okay, well, that leads me to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I refuse to talk about this offense. I can't do it. The highest-scoring Jaguar last week was their defense with 11 fantasy points. Then the kicker with 10. The next highest scoring Jaguar was Blake Bortles with 7.18 fantasy points. If you're still playing a Jacksonville Jaguar, you're not in a championship game. I don't believe it. Show me it. Tweet it to me. Let me know. Because <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. Uh, maybe the defense. I don't have them high, ranked high. Um, but other than that, you're not starting a Jacksonville Jaguar. Move on. The season's over. Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. So the Vikings, we'll start with just uh, general news. So Green Bay gives up the 14th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Now, <clears throat> I am not telling you to play Bradford. I'm not telling you that at all. But what I am saying is you can feel good about those who have matchups around him, that he doesn't have a horrendously difficult matchup. That is important. There are quarterbacks out there that you would never play but you Bradford. want them to at least have a decent matchup to give his surrounding players a chance to do something. So you're at least in a good week here if you happen to own any Viking players. Now, the only player I am telling you to play with any sort of remote confidence is Kyle Rudolph, who continues to get fantastic amount of targets. Uh, you know, eight last week for 97 off 10 targets. Again, great week. Green Bay is with the 12th most fantasy points, so he should have another decent week. And this is somebody that Bradford does target quite a bit, as I said. So... Feel good about him. Now, for the rest of the people, this team, I do not feel fantastic about. Stefan Diggs has just seen a decline. He only had two catches for 13 yards. And what's interesting is if you look at both Cordero Patterson and Charles Johnson, each of them had five catches. And yes, Stefan Diggs is, still has a bit of that knee lingering issue, but you're going to be tempted to play him because Green Bay gives up the absolute most fantasy points to wide receivers. And I think you should look elsewhere. I do. Did you see that the Vikings listed him as being a concussion protocol and then they changed it and they're like, actually, it's a hip injury. It's, and then and, before and it was a knee injury. It's a knee injury. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this it's guy all is over not, the map. He's not healthy, but he continuously gets put in and you're going to be tempted because you're going to look on your, you're going to look in your whatever ESPN, Yahoo, whatever you're using, and you're going to see good matchup and you're going to want to play him. Don't do it. How do you do mess up a concussion it. protocol? Like the guy's in it or is not. Is this, had, is this Diggs? Yeah. Diggs. Like they keep messing up even what injury he has. Like literally he has like four different injuries in this time span of like two days. Like yeah, I have him out point. of the top 35 in my rankings. You've got to. You've got to. It, it, yeah. Again, it is the absolute it like best matchup. And this is what you've been looking for. You've you've seen Diggs do really well all season. You're like, ooh, I'm going to have a really good matchup in my championship week. Well, I'm sorry. Don't do it. Do not do it to yourself. I own him as well, and I'm not doing it because it's too painful. Again, you're going to get around two points. It's what you're going to be getting out of Stefan Diggs. So also, do not do this to yourself with Adrian Peterson. Mm. Do not do it. Now, he was activated off um, IR on Saturday of last week. He only played in 12 snaps in the game. Uh, and he only ran six times for 22 yards. We told you, if you were listening to our Series XM show, at least I was pretty adamant when I said, he's not back this week. Yes, he's physically back. He was not going to be back this week, and he was not. And he's not going to be back this week. He has gone on, including Mike Zimmer, the coach, to say that he's not 100%. 
he's now not only dealing with the knee injury he had, but he has a growing injury on top of it now because he came back a little too soon. And why I don't even know why he came back. It's a little bit ridiculous. He did not practice Wednesday and he is allegedly taking it one day at a time and not sure that he will play this week. This is from his mouth. Do not play Adrian Peterson. Do not do you it. The Vikings are out of playoffs now, right? Um, because he had said he had reported earlier that he was not going to come back and play out? until unless they were able to make it back to the playoffs. I, I think, think they, last they, week they got. I, did they get what? fully eliminated last week? I, I think there's still a mathematical chance. Maybe. Either way, there's no chance he should play it's Adrian like Peterson. <laughs> And I don't want you playing Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata either. Now that we've got AP in the mix, Asiata has now trickled his way down to third, basically did absolutely nothing for you. Jarek McKinnon is good for six to seven points. If that's what you need and that's good enough and you want to put him in a flex, I'm okay with that. But do not expect more than six to seven points out of Jarek McKinnon. Just don't do it. And Green Bay gives up the 11th fewest fantasy points to running back, so it's not a delicious matchup for him in the first place. So just don't do it to yourself. And Adam Thielen left the game with a neck injury last week. He apparently says that he feels fine. He thinks he's going to be able to play. But again, uh, I like him better than I like Diggs, though. If I had to pick one, I'd be going Thielen. Me too. Even with a neck injury. I'll give you how the Vikings could uh, get in the playoffs. The Vikings have to win their final two games. Tampa has to lose both of their last two games. Washington has to lose one of their final two games, and Detroit must beat Green Bay in week, week 17. It's a lot. Easy peasy. Lot. Easy peasy. They say it's a 2% chance. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so 2%. I don't think AP will play because I don't think he cares because he's not going to be a Viking next year anyways. I don't know why he played last week either. If you weren't 100%. I think it, so if they would have won, they would have been a lot closer to being making the playoffs. Um. I don't know. Well, he certainly didn't help. No, he didn't. None of them did. All right, the Packers. Listen, Minnesota gives up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but I don't know how you could ever sit Jordy Nelson. Listen, he managed 13 fantasy points last time they played the Vikings in standard leagues. Devontae Adams, though, this is a tough one for me uh, to put in or to – you know, you have to think about Devontae Adams before you put in. We get a lot of Devontae Adams questions, and I get it. Because he is a boom or bust player at this point. He used to be when so he, good. When he booms, man, he really booms. So, I mean, it's really, really good. Yeah. But he's just not consistent at all recently. And typically when a wide receiver does well against the Vikings, it is a wide receiver too. So that is a good sign. And his ceiling is super duper high. So the upside is definitely there. I have him ranked within the top 25 wide receivers. For that reason alone, high upside, high targets. The odds are good for him. But, you know, it's Packers this year. Ty Montgomery is still not owned in 35% of the Yahoo leagues. Blows my mind. Pick him up at least. Even if it's Mm. to cock block your opponent, pick the man up. Am I playing him this week? I don't know. I think so. I have him ranked very high for a wide receiver because I just think that he's too hard to stop. Even if you have some solid player, as I said, just pick him up, put him on your bench, get rid of that guy that has done nothing for you and it's just sitting there. You know you have one. His name might even be Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. Might be. Yeah. He's owned 
more than Ty Montgomery, who actually is part of the offense. Mm-hmm. I have the Green Bay defense ranked number eight. Uh, as for sleepers, listen, Aaron Rodgers pooped the bed last week, the 252 passing yards and no touchdowns. Pooped the bed. This is a much tougher matchup than the Bears were last week. I realize that the weather and his injury had something to do with it. But come on. I know I almost missed out in one of my championship games, the Sirius XM Dynasty League, because of Rodgers. There are quarterbacks that I would play over Rodgers this week, and here is my list. If you own Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton, I would start them over Aaron Rodgers. Wow. No quarterback has had more than 19 fantasy points against the Vikings, including Rodgers in week two when he had 17.4. So that to me is his ceiling. That is as much as he's going to get is 17 and a half fantasy points. That's not bad, but it's certainly not. He's not going to be the reason why you win your fantasy league. If you have to play him, hopefully he will not be the reason if you lose, because that is a very real possibility for Mr. Rogers as of late. And congrats, Christine Michaels got a touchdown. Hey. Still not playing him in week 16. And, of course, you can drop Randall Cobb. It can be done. James Starks, bye. Sorry. San Diego Chargers of the Cleveland Browns. So, first, I want to start off that we had a caller on SiriusXM ask us, do I play Philip Rivers or Derek Carr? And my husband, I came home and told my husband that. And he's like, you're freaking crazy. You know people listen to you, right? And Courtney and I were both like, man. Brandon called me crazy. Brandon called us crazy. I don't now, know why. Rivers Maybe 10 They were both terrible. But those were his two options. I know. Those were his two options. He got, what, two more points? Doesn't uh, matter. No, it's more. Three. Philip Rivers is 14.24 <laughs> points. Nothing to write home about. But Derek Carr had 11.02. No, you're right. so I hope but that guy listened to us and played Philip Rivers Boom. I hope so, I guess. Boom, but my boom, whole boom. point is, no, it was like, well, I would hate for him to go off for 400 yards and three touchdowns. And I was like, you think he's going to do that? That was my, my, that was <laughs> where I was like. Also valid. No. Yeah. Well, no. listen, all the other experts he had talked to or plugged in his matchups, whatever, they all said Derek Carr. And we're like, we're not telling you Philip Rivers over Derek Carr, but we totally can understand why you want to put Philip Rivers in instead of Derek Carr. So, and they're both terrible. They're I both hope he calls terrible, back. Philip was better. I don't know if he listens he, to our podcast, but I hope he's listening right now and calls back and tells us that he played Philip Rivers this week and that he is in his championship. I am hoping for you, fine sir. He didn't get in with Philip Rivers either. Well, sometimes three points is the difference, Brandon. Sometimes it's the Debbie difference. Downer. No one is saying to play Philip Rivers over Matt Ryan, but if those are your two options, <laughs> no, these, are, no, these are the options no. you present us. We tell you well, ends up that finger is back to being jacked up. Well, shocker. The car. Yeah, not a shocker at all. So anyway, I wanted right, to point. So I wanted to point that out. I was uh, very excited about that too, Ashley. Just so you know, because this is this stresses me out the most. <laughs> I actually like what if I lose my own team. I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. But when I sit there and I tell someone to play somebody, especially all morning long, when we answer Twitter questions. I am rooting for your players more than even my own because I would feel so. I feel so off when I tell you to play yeah. someone and they don't do well. So yeah. Anyway, um, Cleveland gives up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Yeah. So yeah. if you got Philip Rivers, you're playing him over Aaron. You're Rogers. playing him over. Well, maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't go that far. Don't I, go that. But maybe. 
But maybe. It's but a possibility. Maybe, but maybe. 400 yards and four touchdowns. He will not get 400 Ooh. yards and two touchdowns. He's but he have could Matt get more numbers. He could. Well, he had <laughs> only 206 yards last week, but he had two touchdowns and interception because it's Philip Rivers and, and Philip Always. Rivers has now become a turnover <laughs> machine, at least at, at least one a game at this point. You just chalk it up. You know, he's going to give it a, at least he's an interception. That way. It is. It is what it is. But he could have a decent week this week. It's Cleveland. It's of Cleveland, course, yes. Brandon. If you have Philip Rivers, you were holding on to him. You're holding on to him for a game like this. Now, Grant, I'm not going to say go play him over a really good quarterback, but depending if you are in a similar Philip Rivers, Derek Carr situation, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton situation, play Philip Rivers this week. I'm just just putting it out there. Now, Travis Benjamin, of course, was here to ruin your day last week. Yep. If you were Tyrell Williams owner, uh, or even Dontrell Inman. So Williams was targeted the most, nine, but he only caught four for 20 yards. Ouch. He did drop some, he dropped some balls. He had some ones in his hands that he dropped. So we're just gonna hope it's a bad week and that he'll do better this week. Cleveland, again, you're playing everybody against Cleveland. Uh Dontrell Inman was five of seven for 68. So at least you felt good about him. And then there's Travis Benjamin, who only had three targets, but was the one that scored the touchdown naturally for me you're still gonna go williams and inman versus benjamin it's just too risky there's just too few targets there uh, for you to be able to roll him out confidently but i do feel good about hunter henry so this has been the debate all season long because in my head i keep thinking philip has got to get gates the ball he's got to get him that record he's got to get it but now i'm wondering maybe if he's holding out conspiracy theory time is he holding out so that gates won't retire so that his good friend Antonio <laughs> comes back next year to sail out into the sunset with him? Possibly? Maybe? Possibly. No, Just I saying. Think, I think that we're all talking about it, and so are all the defenses. So they're like, oh, heck no, are you going to get a touchdown? You're not going to get that record on us. So they're double-teaming him in the end zone. He's so close. He's so close. Henry Henry is the one that's getting the end zone. So that's what I'm going to say. He found the end zone now this is a great three times in mm -hmm. the last four weeks, and Cleveland gives up the absolute most points to tight ends. So while Gates could get a touchdown, I hope he does. I think Hunter Henry will also get a touchdown. So I think you could play both. If you're going to play one, go Hunter Henry. Cause like Brand said, I'm sure teams are double teaming Gates. Gates is out snapping Henry in terms of being in, in more offensive snaps, but Henry's the one that's being able to, to break free and get open. It's one that's fine in the end zone. So if I'm going to go with one, I'm going to go Henry. It is a great matchup. I think it's worth your time. Uh, and then we're going to our running back situation. Melvin Gordon was out last week. Uh, he's got a hip issue. He's got a knee issue at this point. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday. It is not looking promising that he's going to return, but he still is, has a questionable designation at this point in time where they're not ruling him out. Um, kind of Pharaoh did not do great. He, you know, only 39 yards off 15 attempts uh, and then 14 yards in the air. Um, because now he's kind of splitting with Ronnie Hillman. So what we saw two weeks ago when he came in and took the bulk of the carries, and I believe had a little over 70 all-purpose yards, not the case this week, and now we've got a little bit of a split with the Hillman, who had who rushed seven times for 34. So I don't love that. So despite it being a good matchup of Cleveland giving up the second-most fantasy points, think of them in a flex, because I'd hate for you to start them and try to get cute and put them in over a running back that's been a bit more consistent and doing well all season because he has such a good matchup. Just put him in the flex if you're going to do it. Boom. The Browns. RG3 ran in a touchdown, which is why he didn't have a totally terrible fantasy day. But let's put it this way. Uh, Coach Hugh Jackson said that Cody Kessler will be getting more snaps at practice this week. 
That's one way RG3 to word it. The worst. Yeah, because uh, RG three had 196 passing yards, no touchdowns or interceptions, and 48 rushing yards. Uh, but rushing around isn't going to win the Browns any games. So there you go. Isaiah Crowell went back to only 28 rushing yards last week. The coach uh, says that his lack of usage is going to be based on game flow. But like, when are they never going to? When are they not going to be behind? Right. So does that mean they're just never going to go to Isaiah Crowell? Anyway, it was bad. Um, the Chargers do give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs, but still risky. And actually, it was Duke Johnson, who had only five carries, but for 31 yards, and then five catches for 62 yards. Risky, but in a PPR league, he is getting more passes. Yeah. So it is interesting. Terrell Pryor has only had 22 receiving yards in two games. Ah, it's RG3, man. But he's also playing through a torn ligament in his finger. He's going to have surgery on it in the offseason, but he wants to be able to get through the rest of the season. I don't know why. I mean, whatever. I guess he's in a contract year. But here's the problem. He's going to be trailed by Casey Hayward, who is a cornerback for the Chargers, who just made the Pro Bowl, and he is really one of the best, genuinely, in the league. I forgot to mention play Chargers defense because they're legit, as Brandon is saying. Yeah, for sure. Gary Barnage has yet to clear 10 fantasy points in standard scoring this entire season. Corey Coleman hasn't gone over five fantasy points since coming back from his broken hand in week nine, and no defense or kicker from this team. Nope. Nope. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with those Washington Redskins and Chicago Bears. All right, Brandon's favorite team, Washington Redskins. Oh, so many receivers to yummy, be yummy on. And mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears. All right, well, Kirk Cousins has three mediocre games in a row now. He had that big monster four years ago, or four games ago, and it just got sad. Chicago actually gives up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I have Cousins number seven, which is high, uh, but I sort of hate a lot of quarterbacks this week, actually. I kind of got to like like six and seven, and I was like, Ugh. Ugh. Uh, do yeah. start Dustin Hopkins, their kicker. He's great. Yes. Uh, Carolina is good against the run, um, but only getting eight yards on nine carries is terrifying. That's what Rob Kelly did. Now, he did score a touchdown, but Rob Kelly is a volatile volume guy. Still a wide running back two right now against Chicago, but wow. And let me tell you right now, if you're in a PPR league, there's a one-two punch going on right now. It's Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, you heard me. Yep. I don't know what's going on, but Crowder's productivity has definitely fallen off. Pierre Garçon has five or more catches in all but one game since the team's week nine bye. Deshaun Jackson has gone over 100 receiving yards in three of his last four outings. Meanwhile, Crowder has less than 45 yards in all but two of his games since the week nine bye. It's the best matchup uh, for this team by far as Chicago gives up the 17th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, but the Bears are still good at defending the pass. I'm worried. Yeah. So, come on, Pierre Garçon. That means Pierre Garçon's going to have the bigger game. Probably. Especially in DPR formats. Really bad. Deshaun's going to do really bad. No, Pierre Garçon's going to do really bad. Corey and I both own. Can you guess which one we own? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're playing each other. Deshaun needs to go down. Jordan Reed didn't practice on Wednesday due to his shoulder injury. He also got ejected from the Monday Night Football yeah, game he for did. punching someone in the face. <laughs> Woo! He was playing poorly. And it's like, and then all of a sudden he like punches the guy. And I was like, that was, you couldn't even like pretend to fake that one. That was just like, no, Ooh. like a straight was up. Jordan punch. Reed, the flag one too, where he threw the flag back at the referee. Was that Jordan Reed? No, who was that? No, it was, okay. it was glorious. That was Gronk, that. I think, maybe. No, 
Oh, okay. It was, one, anyways, of, it was one of my guys. Maybe it was Rudolph. Maybe I don't remember, but that was really funny too. I thought it was really the, the punching was good. So that was like a straight up like punch. a punch, and he just straight like kind of left the field afterwards. Was like, yeah, yep, and I'm out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, listen, he's not at a hundred percent. Chicago gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points opposing tight ends. I feel crazy, but I think you have to look elsewhere. I'm not even quite sure he's gonna play. Don't start their defense mm -hmm. either. Washington has allowed over 300 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks in five of their last six games. And actually, Matt or um, Matt Barkley has th over 300 passing yards in two of his last four games. This could be weird. Could be. I'm not really putting money on Matt Barkley in my championship, Brandon. But no. it does help everybody else on the team. Therefore, people were scared last week of Alshon Jeffrey. I get it. I was scared that he wasn't familiar with Barkley as well. But I still told you to play him because when he's healthy and he's in the game, you play Alshon Jeffrey. Sure enough, 89 yards off six receptions and a touchdown. Awesome. It could be raining or snowing during the game, but I still like him. I have him ranked number 22. As for Jordan Howard, as my husband likes to call him, Justin Howard. And every single time he's like, are you sure it's Jordan? You sure? <laughs> I love yes. him. Yes, I am. I own him in the majority of my leagues, and this is kind of my job. Um, but he did it again last week. 113 total yards and a touchdown. He is a must-start, Mr. Jordan Howard. Congrats. Washington gives up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. And Cameron Meredith is a little risky, but as Brandon had said, Washington does give up yards to quarterbacks, which means they give up yards to wide receivers. I like him in that flex spot, especially in a PPR. 13 targets last week. He found the mm -hmm. end zone the week before that. And Washington prefers to give up fantasy points to the wide receiver too. So he falls into my top 40. I kind of like him. If you want to reach for him, I would understand. And that is all. The Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers. So I only did one trade this entire fantasy football season. I was kind of bad, actually. I, I was just so busy and tired and weird. Um, I traded Jordan Matthews for Jordan Howard. Straight up. Yes. Mm. Winning. That's called robbery. Winning. <laughs> Can you believe it? Nice. I couldn't believe it when he accepted. I was kind of shocked. And I was like, oh, God, did Jordan Howard just break his leg? I didn't think it made any sense for him to accept. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll I do love it. it. Anyway, uh, Falcons, remember that 503 passing yard game for Matt Ryan? Yeah, that was against the Panthers earlier this year. Please just so. pass the ball, but not to Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman. Thank you. Well, just throwing it out there. That's very likely. Just throwing it out there. Although we, we don't know for sure. Okay, Devontae Freeman continues to just murder people. 139 yards with three touchdowns last week. Last time he played Carolina, he rushed for 57 yards and a touchdown. That's the floor. I, you obviously can't expect 139 and three touchdowns, but you know, yeah. there you go. Here's the problem, Julio Jones, right? So he was limited to practice on Wednesday due to that toe injury, and he's been um, – has been holding him out. It's a risky play that I cannot endorse on a Wednesday on this podcast. Keep your eye on the reports. It's sad because that was his 300-yard uh, receiving game earlier this season was against the Panthers. It'd be great if he could play for Julio Jones owners, but I'm very nervous about it. I don't, it. Like, it. I don't yeah. like it at all. 
Taylor Gabriel was limited to practice on Wednesday as well due to a shoulder injury. That happened early in the game against the 49ers on Sundays. He should be good to go. Last week, three catches for 49 yards, um, or the last time that they met up, three catches for 49 yards against Carolina. But since then, he's got a bigger role, so I wouldn't um, – read too much into that but don't count out Aldrick Robinson and actually I think that he's an interesting play if if Julio Jones doesn't go and Taylor Gabriel does he caught four passes for 111 yards on Sunday when he had to fill in for injuries he's only gone over 20 yards three other times this season but he did contribute watch the injury reports Aldrick Robinson is available to you today and he may be relevant this week how crazy is that no one else is out I there. Like, I like him. Five dollar. He did have $5. two catches <laughs> for forty-eight yards and a touchdown the last time these two teams met, which is, was his best game prior to this. So I mean, you've got to be desperate. But if you are, I think he's a really viable play. Well, I mean, are you playing Larry Fitzgerald? I mean, these are the questions you have to ask yourself. Uh, Muhammad Sanu didn't seem incredibly involved, catching all three of his targets for 44 yards. Only two catches for 22 yards the last time they met. Whatever, start Matt Bryant. Austin Hooper didn't practice on Wednesday due to a new knee injury. He and Levine Toyolo, though, have a great matchup against Carolina. Carolina has given up 10 uh, touchdowns to opposing tight ends. Uh, only Cleveland has given up more at 11. They have the second most points to opposing tight ends. And the last time they played, Hooper scored a touchdown on his lone catch for 42 yards. Right. He is looking more and more doubtful. That could be Levine Toyolo. Again, it's your championship, but tight ends are so bad. You may be looking at me and saying, I might take that chance. I this Beyond was the Charles sense. Clay chance last week. This week it's them. Tevin Coleman is an enigma. He's in a bad matchup. He could be a monster or a disaster. His last game against Carolina, he did almost nothing. You just never know with this guy. It's either two touchdowns because Kyle Shanahan loves him, or it's like 20 yards. Uh, and we have Atlanta defense number 10. Uh, they'll be great if Cam can be back to mediocrity, but I don't know if he's going to be, so it's interesting. That's right. Listen, we'll move to the Panthers. Greg Olson had his second game with eight fantasy points in standard links, so congrats. It's solid. It's not hey, fantastic, yeah. but it's solid as it's a tight enough. end. I will take eight fantasy points for sure. He is listed as questionable. Coach Rivera doesn't seem concerned, so neither am I. We have him ranked number one against the Falcons to give up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Jonathan Stewart did not find the end zone last week, but he had 140 total yards, so that's okay with me. Uh, obviously, you're going to play him again against the Atlanta defense that gives up the six most fantasy points to running backs. Cam Newton threw for over 300 yards for the first time last week since week six. He also had two touchdowns without a turnover, something he hasn't been able to do all year. So he's on the up and up, people. The Panthers are limited, limiting him in practice but that bum, with that bum shoulder, but whatever. He's good to go against the Falcons that give up the absolute most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And Ted Ginn Jr. continues to find the end zone. He got his fourth touchdown in the last five games in, um, in the Panthers' win against the Redskins. He is also averaging 70 yards a game over the last four games. So it's not even like he's just a touchdown-dependent guy. He's getting the yards, too. So – there are definitely worse options out there, um, including the other wide receivers for the Carolina Panthers. So you're not going to play them. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's move into the late afternoon games on Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts, the Oakland Raiders. Frank Gore went for over 100 rushing yards against the Vikings, but it was Robert Turbin who had two touchdowns. I'm going to call that a fluke and say that Gore is a must-start against the Raiders who gave up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I know you Turbin. don't want it to be a fluke. Turbin. He's had six or more fantasy points in the last four games. In PPR leagues. Okay. We're just putting that out there. Um, Andrew Luck will always be questionable with something or other, but he's a must-start with a super high floor. They give up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, T.Y. Hilton uh, got the Xavier Rhodes treatment last week against Minnesota, but he'll be back to full form this week. Again, Xavier Rhodes going to the Pro Bowl as a cornerback and should be. In fact, I think he's actually one of the best receivers in the league. You heard me, and no one is jazzed about him. No one's talking about him. I love him. Yeah. Very good. Start Minnetary. So fast. Yes, so fast. He's so good. Yeah. This is kind of the fun because it's it's Colts versus Raiders, so it's like the battle of the really good old kickers. Love Start it. Starting both. Starting both. Supposedly Moncrief mm-hmm. will return this week from his hamstring injury. He's touchdown dependent and risky. I don't know. And then I know that Oakland gives up the ninth most points to opposing tight ends, but which tight end? Which freaking tight end is it going to be? Eric Swoop, Dwayne Allen. I mean, he had some games with double digit points, and and then Jack Doyle. He was a thing. I'm out. I'm not doing it, and absolutely no on the Colts' defense. I know that Derek Carr's <laughs> finger is still hurt, but, like, no. No. Um, still start Latavius Murray for Oakland Raiders. Uh, it's going to be a nice matchup. Last week was his first game without a touchdown in, in four weeks, so chill. He's still got a ton of yards. You're fine. Michael Crabtree was limited in practice finger injury. He's going to play, though. He'll be fine. Amari Cooper, though, rough time since their Week 10 bye. He hasn't gone over 60 yards and only two touchdowns in the last five games. Limited in practice due to a shoulder injury. I'm worried, but you probably have to play him, but... I have Amari Cooper ranked eight spots lower than Michael Crabtree this week because numbers are numbers. Numbers are numbers. Janikowski's a beast. Uh, deep leagues, actually, Jalen Richard is interesting to me. Um, it's it's a weird thing, but in PPR formats, he did catch four of his five targets for 13 yards last week. He just keeps getting involved in weird ways. So he's kind of that weird flyer if you're in a weird league. Derek Carr worries me, never under center. They just came out and said that, um, you know, uh, it's a problem. I'm worried. I have him ranked number six. I'm going to move him down. I'm not comfortable with that. So anyway, we were just talking also about Philip Rivers. Uh, and Philip Rivers does better than you. We got problems. And their <laughs> tight ends have three combined touchdowns on the season. And no to their defense against Andrew Luck. I love crybaby Rivers. Mm-hmm. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. So we'll start off with just the quarterback matchup. Uh, New Orleans get the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I am also not telling you to play Jameis Winston. I would also play Philip Rivers over Jameis Winston because why not? We'll just mention all the quarterbacks that will play Philip Rivers over. Um, Winston is one yeah. of them. Arnie's making a shocked face. She's like, no, I wouldn't do that. And she was I, on Team I, Rivers I last week over Carr. He's mm-hmm. like a weird enigma that you watch him and he looks so dynamic. And then you look at his fantasy points and he's like in the 11 to 13 point range. Like it's. It's bizarre. I'm just saying, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, but it is a good matchup, which again, you just want to know to be 
feel good about the players around him. So again, there's a good chance that he's going to be able to make something happen for those you might actually want to play on this team. Now, I want to just point out, because we had kind of a running back situation all year long in terms of between Jack Quiz Rogers, Doug Martin, we got Charles Sims, Peyton, you know, Peyton Barber. Doug Martin and Charles Sims are the two top running backs at this point in time. These are the two guys that you'll be focusing on this team at this current point in time. Now, last week, Doug Martin had 16 carries for 42 yards. Not what you're hoping for. Charles Sims rushed only three times for a whopping four yards, but at least had five, uh, three catches, three out of his five targets for 15 yards. Again, not great. But New Orleans gives up the third most fantasy points to running backs, but oddly enough, they allow 100 yards or fewer per game. So this is going to be a bit more of a pass-catching game. So I think Charles Sims could be an interesting play in this situation. I still like Doug Martin. I think they're both going to do okay. But I think Sims has got a little bit of a possibility to do well here. Cameron Brait, he is a must-start every single week. If you have not figured out that Cameron Brait is a must-start every week, you're not in your playoffs. Let's be honest. I have talked about Cameron Brait since the preseason when they decided to dump Austin Safarian Jinx in for him. They love him. They should love him. 73 yards last week and a touchdown. It is consistent. This is someone that Winston looks for. Play him again this week. Uh, it's completely fine matchup. They have the 17th most fantasy points. He will score again because that is what Brate does. He scores almost every single week. Play him. Now, Mike Evans owners, myself included, I don't love what I'm hearing this week from Mike Evans. So he did not practice uh, Tuesday. Coach said that, uh, you know, he wouldn't read too much into it, is what he said. And Evans says that he'll return to practice on Wednesday. Um, but what's interesting is that he seems to, it was for rest. And he hasn't really done that well the past three weeks. He's been held under six points the past three weeks for Evans. And he's only had 11 catches for 139 yards total with no touchdowns in that same span. So the protection is not really there, and I really don't know why. I mean, we haven't really heard anything in terms of injury per se. We're just having a rest designation as to why he's not practicing, and he's not really producing. So if you've got somebody else and you're sitting there and you've got maybe, say, because I've got this situation, Mike Evans, but maybe you also have Brandon Cooks, I'd be putting Cooks in over Evans this week. I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. There's something Saucy. going on here that we aren't hearing uh, full information about. Um, and even Adam Humphreys had a touchdown last week off five targets for two catches. Um, I just don't love it. I'm feeling very weird about Mike Evans this week. It's because I own him and I'm used playing him against you. Don't tell our listeners such negative. I own, I own Mike Evans too. I own him. <laughs> Um, I was just looking up real fast, Ashley, while you were talking about the rest of the Buccaneers. Uh, more people own Jason Witten on Yahoo than Cameron Bray. Stop it. And Cameron Bray has 30 more fantasy points. Than it's Jason ridiculous. Witten. Just go out there. Get, what is the ownership of Bray? Probably like 60 something. No, it's actually 80. 80? Oh, okay. Which is better. I think people are finally picking up on it, but I mean, <laughs> 84% of you people still own Jason Witten. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Judging. <laughs> Judging. Will Lutz is a kicker that you need to start. If you play with kickers, pay attention. Go get a good kicker. Points are points. 
Uh, Drew Brees is going to continue his momentum at home. He stunk against Tampa Bay two weeks ago, but whatever. Brandon Cooks has five or more catches in each of his last four games. He is a must start. Michael Thomas had another seven-catch, 52-yard touchdown game last week. That just seems to be his jam. So he is 50 some yards a touchdown. Look for more Thomas. Ingram lost it when they pulled him at the goal line because he missed out on a hundred thousand dollar bonus when they put Tim Hightower in. So of course Hightower got two touchdowns. I don't know what is going on with them, but I will say that the Bucks have only allowed 10 rushing touchdowns all season. Wait, so is that why matchup. he got so hot? Yeah. Cause that was intense. Well, that makes sense. Well, they're not playing for the playoffs. Yeah, but oof. Yeah. Um, so Willie Snead has kind of been the guy that no one's really talked about. Uh, odd man out in terms of production, but he did catch eight of his 11 targets for 76 yards last mm -hmm. week. He hasn't found the end zone since week 10, though. But if you're in a PPR league, we should maybe be talking about him. Yeah. You know? And last week was the first time Travis Cardell had more than five fantasy points since week one, and Fleener's had one touchdown since week seven. And they give up, uh, the Bucks give up the 12th fewest points to opposing tight ends. I do want to make a quick note before we go on to a different team that you should play the Tampa defense. I know it seems like you should not play against Breeze, but if you look at it, only six teams have not scored double-digit points all year. And you might say, well, Breeze has been you know, getting hot the last two weeks. Not really. We still had double-digit points uh, just recently within the last three weeks as well, two out of the last three weeks. So... You can play them. I know people are usually scared to play against Breeze, but this is a you can play this defense, and you should. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Courtney thinks your takes are like cold. Do you disagree? Yeah, they, I've got no, them ranked hot like takes, but they're like too hot. Only six teams have not scored double digits all season long. Still, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. They're doing I'm really just well. saying they're but doing I, well. Yeah, the defense—it's it's an underrated defense. Okay, this is uh, keep okay. going. Take I'm gonna look this okay. Up. All right, Arizona Cardinals. The last <laughs> time they played Seattle, David Johnson uh, rushed for 113 yards. Always my start. Uh, sleepers: Carson Palmer put over three up over 300 yards uh, for the third time since the week nine bye. 12 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Fourth fewest points though to quarterbacks allowed by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, last time he did throw for 342 yards against them, but no touchdowns or interceptions. So it's a little dicey, a little dicey. Seattle gives up the 14th fewest points posing wide receivers. Uh, JJ Nelson has three games with a touchdown in a row. John Brown came alive, but he's out again. Illness, sickle cell trait. I don't know, you guys. Larry Fitzgerald, this is what's weird, hasn't scored a touchdown since week five. Oof. Only one game with over 80 yards as well in that same time frame. That's 10 weeks. Think about it. Hmm. Seattle gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Jermaine Gresham is Mr. Five catches 45 yards, but I still think that's risky and there's very little upside. And I wouldn't start the defense against Seahawks in their house or their terrible kicker who mixes all the kicks. I don't know what you're talking about. Good. Seattle, Ashley. I have no must starts on this team. Yeah. It's, uh, now that seems weird because Russell Wilson had a great game. He was the fourth highest scoring quarterback, I want to say, last week. Uh, he was 19 of 26 for 229 yards and three touchdowns uh, interception, but he also uh, ran as well for, I think, 12. He had a good game, but Arizona's a tough defense. He got the ninth fewest fantasy points. 
uh, and he only got 8.7 points the last time he played them this season. And if you look other than last week, the three weeks prior were really bad games. Like we're talking five some points, 10 points, not great games. I just don't feel good about this matchup. I know that... Uh, I know that they're at home, which is always a better situation, but I think he's going to be more in the like 15 point range. You probably have to play him. Don't get cute and do something in stream like Barkley. Um, but I'm just saying temper your expectations. I don't foresee a lot. Of, I don't foresee last week's game happening this week. Tyler Lockett, he's had over 130 yards and a touchdown. He's done well the last few weeks. And Arizona does give the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So this is a category that is decent for in terms of matchup wise, I would play Lockett over Baldwin. Baldwin has not done well. He was five of six for 35 yards. Yes, he had a touchdown, but it's not what you're expecting. I think Lockett is kind of the hot hand. And if you have to go with one, I would do that. Now, Thomas Rawls has been a complete disappointment if you own him. He rushed 21 times, but only for 49 yards. That is it. And he's only had one double digit game since he came back. Otherwise, you are looking between three and eight points each week. That is literally the range that you are in other than the one week, three to eight points. If that's enough for you, okay. But I think you've got better options even in your flex and Thomas Rawls, to be honest with you. And Jimmy Graham, he's had two bad weeks. He only had one catch for 31 yards. And then, as I said, two bad weeks. And Arizona gives up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I don't think this is going to be the week that Jimmy Graham bounces back. Bam. All right, so we got the game of the week. San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams. Let's make this a quick one, shall we? Yes, there's not Please. much to talk there's not much to talk about here. So just quick note, because the only person I ever talk about with any sort of consistency on this team is actually Vance McDonald, the tight end, but he was placed on IRs because he was someone that Colin Kaepernick would actually target. Garrett Selleck would be the next guy up. Uh the Rams give the six fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, yes, Selleck had a touchdown, but I think you've got better places to look than here. I would not risk my championship on Garrett Selleck and a 49er for that. So uh, I think you'd look elsewhere. Carlos Hyde, you can play him. Uh, he had 71 yards last week. Uh, the Rams get the 70th most fantasy points. Their offense basically is Carlos Hyde. This is their offense, so you should certainly play him. And he had over 20 points in week one when they played against the Rams, so he's already done well against them this season. In terms of wide receivers, it is slim picking. Torrey Smith still is not practicing because of concussion. He says he's still dealing with symptoms. He's never experienced this before. He was knocked out cold, so he doesn't really know – He's never really experienced anything like this to determine when he's actually going to come back. And Quentin Patton went on IR, so he's out, which leaves you with basically Jeremy Curley, who at least is getting the targets with eight targets, but only caught five and was for just a measly 28 yards. And then Rod Streeter was the one that Woo! actually got the touchdown. <laughs> so these are your two options. You are not risking your championship <laughs> on either of them, especially... you got to get Courtney a Rod Streeter jersey. I know, she loves him so much. <laughs> but especially when Colin Kaepernick is the quarterback. He was 20 of 33, but it's only for 183 yards. Yes, he had two touchdowns, but the Rams defense is good. Yes, they gave up allegedly 13 most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but I just don't know if I see this going down super well in terms of any wide receiver. So I don't love this. Go. It has to be a vintage Oakland Raiders one, though, guys. If you get me for Strader. It has to be okay. Raiders. Oh, for sure. I'm not rocking a 49ers jersey. No, thank you. 
Not this year. All right, we got the Los Angeles Rams. I will not be rocking one of their jerseys either. Listen, Todd Gurley is a must-start in that flex spot. San Francisco gives up the absolute most fantasy points to running backs. I know you don't feel good about it, but you still own him. So this is the week you're going to play him, right, against San Francisco? Why are you? Yep. Why do you have him? Drop him. Get somebody else like Turbin. No, please. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I am still plugging in Kenny Britt in that wide receiver three flex spot as well. I have him ranked 26. He sees the targets, and this is a fantastic matchup. San Francisco gives up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Tavon Austin in a deep Hail Mary kind of league. I'm okay with. I mentioned how good the matchup is, and he's seen double-digit targets two weeks um, two weeks ago. So he's a boomer bust player, but it's there. It's av- it's available. Um, as for the Los Angeles Rams defense, um, no, you're not doing that, and nobody else is worth talking about on the Rams. So let's move into Sunday night games, or excuse me, the I'm sorry, still afternoon <clears throat> games. So we have the Cincinnati Bengals, the Houston Texans. So Jeremy Hill, you're playing him because there's the workload, 20 touches. Yes, it was only for 43 yards, but he did score a touchdown. He will score another touchdown this week. You can play him and feel good about it. He did not practice Wednesday, but he is expected to play. Houston gives up the 13th most fantasy points to running back. So, he again, he should do just fine. You can plug him in. Tyler Eifert, I am sorry if you were Tyler Eifert owner last week. Mm. Rough, mm. rough, mm. rough, rough, rough. Uh, but he did miss practice on Wednesday due to a back injury. So I can't Excuse tell me. you what to do this week. <laughs> maybe it's an, maybe it's a, what was it, Corey, the pinky finger or the thumb? What was Jake? The Cutler's? Jay Cutler syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. We got to check your injury report to see what's going to go on here. He's, it's not a great matchup. He's going to the third fewest fantasy points at tight ends. But it's Tyler Eifer, and this is he's a major red zone target for Dalton. Um, so just make sure you're checking the news and injury reports as to whether or not he will play. Cause again, he did miss practice. Brandon LaFell, good game. 91 yards, uh, off seven catches. Uh, the Houston is a tough matchup. They have the fourth fewest fantasy points, but I do need to note that AJ green is expected to play this week. So I don't know what that means for you in terms of Brandon LaFell. Um, he did not play last week. He's allegedly going to play Saturday. Will he be on a snap count? I don't know. He was limited in practice Wednesday, so clearly he's not full court press here because he is still limited. So if I have to play someone, I'm playing LaFell in terms of the, the ancillary players. And Tyler Boyd, he only had three targets for 13 yards. He's not the guy. Uh, so it is, again, LaFell is going to be the second receiver. Be leery of A.J. Green, though. I know you're going to be tempted, but mm, I think he probably will be on a snap count if he's really limited to practice. So you got to ask yourself, it's worth risking in your championship game, putting in a player that is limited practice. Uh, But Rex Burkhead, he's interesting. Uh, You've got to be seriously desperate, but he is good for about five points. The last four weeks, that is what he has gotten you in standard leagues. If you are desperate, it's an interesting plug and play there. And Andy Dalton, as I said, he's because of the fifth fewest fantasy points earlier in the show. I said, I would play Phillip Rivers over Dalton. I still would play him. He only had 157 yards. It's not the great matchup this week. You could definitely not be streaming Dalton this week. Um, Texans. Brocky Brock. We no longer are hearing that Brock is our quarterback in the press conference. Oh, it was the most glorious thing ever Ooh, seen him get benched. And it? then Houston doing so much better. How oh. about when the Houston fans oh. started cheering? It was oh, so was uncomfortable. Cheering. It was so uncomfortable. Sad. 
I will say, and then and then Brock was very classy man. after the game, and I will say that. But he was benched. Yeah, he's about as to have said. a Tony Romo conference or he... <laughs> meet press up, meet conference. Up, meet up for drinks after the season. Um, well, Tony Romo's good. I'm not yeah. saying he's like on Tony levels. I'm just saying like when somebody has to take over the team. I Man, I don't Thanks. feel that bad for. I think Osweiler's got like 37 million guaranteed. I want to say in that contract, but. Uh, Anyway, Tom Savage is the guy. He's the one that came in to replace him, uh, and he did well. 23 of 36 for 260 yards, and they came back and won. So Savage has been declared who will be starting week 16 uh, since he gives up the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So it's quite possible he'll have another decent game. And quite honestly, it, it makes you have to think about the rest of these players on this team. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, he had eight catches for 87 yards. He actually had a decent game. So the DeAndre Hopkins we've been thinking about all season long that's been playing with Brock, it's hard for me now to compare that to what's going to happen with Savage in. Now, granted, we are working off very limited data in terms of Savage being in for a game. Mm-hmm. So are you willing to risk DeAndre Hopkins, who's been very subpar for you all season because we got a new quarterback who seems to have better chemistry? No. But I would argue if you're still holding on DeAndre Hopkins this whole time, you clearly did not have better options, and at least you could feel better that he's got better chemistry with Savage. So, you know, he was targeted 17 times. It's a lot of targets. It's huge. For, that's a lot of targets. At some point, that's going to connect there. So I think you could actually play DeAndre Hopkins this week. I know it sounds crazy. It's, it's a really risky play in your championship, but if you're holding on to him, you are the DeAndre Hopkins whisperer, Ashley. I, I am. I think he'll do okay this week. <laughs> 17 right. targets? That's insane. That's insane. Anyway, Lamar Miller, he did hurt his ankle in the game. Uh, he says that he should be fine and would be able to play. He thinks he just, quote, tweaked his ankle a little bit and he'll be all right. Now, he did not practice on Wednesday. He did go uh, 22 for 63 yards and a touchdown. He's had two good weeks in a row. Since he does give up the 14th most fantasy points to running backs, I think you are completely fine. And I like that Savage, they're going to have a little bit more of an even offense, which should open things up for Lamar Miller as well. So I think he's going to have a successful game. Uh, And Ryan Griffin's an interesting one, along with C.J. Fedorowicz. So as we've discussed, we've been hot on C.J. Fedorowicz all week long. Uh, He was out last week because of a concussion, but he did practice in full on Wednesday. And since he gives up the third most fantasy points to tight ends, but he was prior to getting out, losing some touchdowns and catches to Ryan Griffin, who with Savage in it and such had eight targets for 85 yards. So I think Griffin could actually score again this week. And I'm not opposed to you playing both of them. If you were in kind of a tricky tight end situation, I think they both could have a really decent week. Just saying. I like it. Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Justin Tucker, of course. That's the so only must start. Oh, so good. Opera. Um, <laughs> I did not know that about him. It's so cool. Um, Baltimore's defense bombed last week against Philadelphia. Ryan Matthews was to fault for that. But I have them ranked outside the top 15 defense this week as well. So this is not the best matchup going against Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. If you guys 
know those two people. Um, I do not love Steve Smith this week either. In deeper leagues, I'm okay with him. But I think there are better options on the waiver wire this week, to be honest. Pittsburgh gives up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, I have both Smith and Wallace outside of my top 40 wide receivers this week. And I told you Dixon would get you 8 to 10 fantasy points last week, and sure enough, he got you 9.6. I also told you he'd get more fantasy points than West. That was not the case. It's close, though. It's like he got 12 fantasy points. But uh, this is not a bad matchup. But I don't think you can trust them in week 16 to get you enough for your championship. I'm okay if you're in deep league putting either one of them in as a flex because they do use them both equally. Um, but it's really risky. And Dennis Petta, two receptions, 16 yards, no touchdowns. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Always start Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. I know the last – okay, first of all, I will say this. Baltimore is incredibly hard against the run. And the right. last time they met, Bell only got you seven points in standard scoring. So I'm acknowledging that and telling you you still have to start him. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Ben at home is a better version of Big Ben. Uh, you know, the Ravens do give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, but he did score over 18 fantasy points the last time they met. He's not going to go crazy, but he's not hanging. Um, I will also start Brown. Last time, seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Baltimore gives up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. That is the best option. Also, last week, Eli Rogers scored his first touchdown since week 10. But the last time the Steelers played Baltimore, that was when Rogers caught six of his 10 targets for 103 yards, had that big game. So I think he might be a little bit of a sleeper this week, which is interesting to me. But the number 12 defense of the week, Ladarius Green, um, certainly has emerged as, as a, a weapon for them, but he is in concussion protocol. And remember the weird, like, is he maybe retiring and still like having issues right. with concussions? So I think people think he's out. They may be out for the whole season. And Jesse James, I'm not playing. Who is Sammy Coates? And Chris Boswell did kick six field goals last week. Um, he's tired and randomly drug tested by the NFL right after that. Randomly. Mm. <laughs> totally random, I'm sure. Random. I love mm. it. Hype him up before you make him kick all those kicks. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Denver, or excuse me, Sunday night game, the Denver Broncos of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos, listen, I know it wasn't the best day for the Denver's wide receivers, uh, but we knew that game was going to be tough for all of Denver, including the fans. I'm still rolling with both Sanders and Thomas in that order this week. I don't have them ranked as high as some of the other people because, listen, they're hot and cold. The whole team's hot and cold. That's the reality of it. But I do have Sanders ranked higher than Thomas, but they're both in my top 20. Last time Denver played KC, Sanders had 22.2 fantasy points in standard links. Kansas City gives up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers, so there's a possibility that both of them can do well. Now, Thomas is ranked high as well because he does see double-digit targets all the time. But Sanders does more with his targets. He's more reliable for the fantasy points, so that's why I have him ranked higher. You can play the Denver defense because you always play the Denver defense. Um, And listen, Trevor Simeon, bench. And I don't think you can trust any of the running backs in Denver. I don't even think they're worth saying their name. It's bad when Dixon and West have more fantasy points one of them with the, all of you put together. So Kansas City Chiefs. 
Way to make a stance on that, Courtney. You won't even you say won't. their names anymore. Say their names. Not that's, even mess up their names. That's just fair. Mm, right. Mm-mm. <laughs> she doesn't Mm-mm. even care to disrespect them. She's beyond it. Um, this, you know, they're playing the Broncos. Very tough defense. Now we got Tyree Kill, and I'm a Tyree Kill owner in my matchup against Courtney, who I need to do well. So I'm going to try to not be biased in this analysis. But he was only targeted three times last week against the Titans, uh, and he had no catches. But Tyreek Hill just seems to find a way to score and to be awesome. He had a 68-yard rushing score off his one attempt. So you look at, you look here at Denver, and they give up the absolute fewest points to wide receivers. The absolute fewest. As we have seen with Rashard Matthews, he got shut down. You, you, wide receivers get shut down against Denver. So if I'm looking here and saying, okay, well, Jeremy Macklin, he had six catches for 82 yards. He actually had a good game. In theory, he will be covered, right? Does that free up Tyree Kill? I don't know. That that secondary is good enough to be able to cover both of them, but I'd like to think that Tyree Kill will still be able to pull out some crazy magic because he's just that kind of player. What do you guys think? Maybe. Yeah. It's risky because you're going up against they the Broncos have shut down receivers all season long. My but I agree, that, Ashley. He gets fantasy points. He finds a way. He yeah. finds he a way to get kick. fantasy points. He'll do he'll become a running back. He'll do Ty Montgomery stuff. Not against And you it. can you can run on the Broncos. So but I would think as the Broncos, they'd be prepared for a play like that from Tyree Kill after last week. Um it's risky. It's very, very risky. So if you've got a better matchup, I think you should do it. But if you're forced, I would play Hill over Macklin for the sheer fact that they can use Hill in in a bit of a running situation like Montgomery. He does seem to find a way to get points even in weird matchups. But just know, again, Broncos have shut down everybody all season long. Now, Travis Kelsey also doesn't have a great matchup. Denver gives up the eighth fewest fantasy points, and he only had three catches for 41 yards last week. Um. But the Chiefs have kind of found a way to destroy the Broncos. Not destroy, but, you know, they've been doing fairly well. So I think Kelsey can be okay. And more than likely, I don't think you should get cute and go play a random tight end over Travis Kelsey, who's gotten you here all season long. You are in your championship. I know it's not a good matchup. He's not going to get you crazy points, but you still need to play Travis Kelsey this week because – you can't. You gotta go. You gotta play. Who got you here? And Travis Kelsey helped get you here. Now Spencer, where I do feel a little bit better about because Sharkandrick West only rushed four times for five yards. As we've said, he hasn't taken a whole lot of carries away, but he's been in, in an interesting snap count ratio. But I'm feeling okay about where. Again, as I said, you can run on the Broncos, and he rushed 18 times for 70 yards last week. Uh, he had three catches for 25 yards. I think they'll be able to utilize him against the Broncos because again, 11th most fantasy points they give up. So. Where is Will it will be, and that's about all you can play from this team. Boom. Monday night game. Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you one thing, though. I hate that Dallas is good at football again because it's always them in prime time now. I know. Like, how many more prime time Dallas games do I have to watch? Anyway, um, let's start with the Lions. Golden Tate uh, got over 100 yards for the second time in three weeks, double-digit targets in six of his last nine games. Dallas gives up the 15th fewest points to opposing wide receivers, uh, but he definitely is hitting a a hot streak here towards the end. You want to start Matt Prater, our guy Matt Prater. Yep. Get it together. Yep. Yep. 
Matthew Stafford is hurting, though. That is clear. No touchdowns and an interception last week. Dallas gives up the 15th fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. I'm worried. Ebron has four catches in three straight games. Great. But only 30-something yards in each outing and no touchdowns. So mm. not ideal. It's PPR. That's it. Marvin Jones, still no touchdowns since week six. <sighs> Dallas actually gives up the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, but who is Detroit's running back? Do we know their name? Is there someone mm -hmm. that we don't know about? Mm -hmm, that's what mm -hmm. I thought. And don't start their defense against Dallas. It's silly. It's silly. Uh, as far as Dallas is concerned, start Dan Bailey. Yeah. That's right. I wanted to start with him instead of Ezekiel Elliott because I don't want to be basic. <laughs> so, Detroit gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, but Ezekiel Elliott don't care. <laughs> I loved him hopping in the Salvation Army bucket. Yeah, except for they don't find him, but they find everyone else in the National Football League. Right. They really need to figure that. out yet that, but it was yeah, just kind of peeking out. I'm on the I'm on the Sherman train. You know, football's entertainment. Let them entertain. I agree. I, I agree. would like that too, but they need to be fair. That's right. Let them all entertain. Uh, I agree. I like touchdown dances. Remember, like back in the mm -hmm. day when they used to like do it with teammates? They'd have yeah. like, a yes. choreographed little thing. I like that. Yeah. Anyway. Bring it back. Bring taunting. back the shuffle. Bring back the shuffle. Taunting. Taunting. They, they high fived each other. No touching other teammates for celebrations. Taunting. Unbelievable. Awesome. Dak Prescott has a 20 touchdown to four interception ratio. Detroit gives up the ninth most points to opposing quarterbacks. But here's the deal. His rushing touchdown uh, propped up his stat line last week. He had no passing touchdowns, and he only has one passing touchdown in each of his three games prior to last week where he had zero. Yeah. Yeah. FYI. Uh, Des Bryant caught eight of his 10 targets for 82 yards. Uh, that was, uh, you know, the week after his big negative one point performance. Uh, that's who he is. 13th fewest points to opposing wide receivers for Detroit. It is what it is. Fine. Fine. Jason Witten caught all 10 of his targets last week for 51 yards. Still no touchdown, though. So unless you're in PPR leagues, you're still ticked off. Uh, and had no touchdowns since week nine. <laughs> but I love that we hate him so much. He is a really good person outside. He does oh, a lot sure, of good work sure, for people. Sure. Yes. That's no, not fantastic. fantastic. It's not just fantastic. no, no, it's not. And it's just frustrating because you you were hoping to get more, you know. But his role, he's very good at his role. He's blocking, he's doing a good job at what he's supposed to be doing for real football. Just doesn't help us. And um, I I Listen, I, you don't want to start um, uh, Dallas's defense because I just don't think they're going to do much against Detroit's super conservative offense. Just, I, don't, I just don't think there's enough there. There you go. All right, you guys. That's week 16. Congratulations. We've made it this far. Good luck. I hope you listened to everything that we said and you put the right people in. Ashley says DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see. Will Philip Rivers <laughs> score more points than everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> 400 yards and four. I just don't want him to be on my bench <laughs> do it going 400 yards and four touchdowns. That's that's when I react. He's not going to go 400 yards. I'm going to be very clear on that. 
he will not go 400 yards. Uh, we will not be on our Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio show uh, this Saturday, but we will be back the next Saturday. So check us out from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. You can always chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Check our uh Ask your questions. We'll try to help you out as much as possible. Really get to the Saturday morning. Sunday morning might be a little bit more difficult, but definitely Saturday morning we'll get to your questions. Um, until then, you guys, good luck and no more faking it.